We've been talking for about a month now on the topic of revival. And I've been telling you that when it comes down to it, revival really means an improvement in the condition or the strengthening of something. And I know that there's many times when you probably just deep down inside don't, don't feel like revival's happening in your life. There's so many things that you go through in a day. There's so many things that you go through in a week. There's so many conversations and text messages and emails that you go through. But church, if we're going to see revival, we're going to see through all of that stuff. And we're going to realize that, guess what? He, he can't be matched. He can't be compared to. There's no sort of list that you can line up of pros and cons that even comes out anywhere close to it. And if you want to see revival happen in your life as, as well as I do in mine and in my family and in my wife and in my children, then we have to realize that, guess what? we got to turn it over to him. we got to be willing just to, to lay it at his feet and realize, Lord, look, we humbly come before you this morning, Heavenly Father, Lord, and we just lay it all down today, Lord. We know that so many times we want to carry our bags. We want to carry our issues around with us. We want to carry the weights, the regrets, the fears, Father God. But, Lord, today, this morning, if we just come, whether you're here in, in person or online, Father God, we're just coming today. Lord, we're just laying this down at your feet. Would you say that today if you're watching, if you're here with me, we say that, I lay it at your feet. Lord, I just lay everything at your feet today. You are matchless, Father God. And Lord, we are so grateful, Father, for your presence, for the presence of your Holy Spirit that is both in this place here in our house and in every house of every family that is watching, that is joining us today. Listen, even if you're at work right now, guess what? The Holy Spirit is with you today. Yes, yes. He is with you. So, Father, we just want to thank you so very much for our time of worship. And, Lord, we know that we are not done, Father God, but, Lord, we know that you are going to continue to speak and you are going to continue to move in our lives today. Lord, we just want to thank you. We give you the praise. We give you the honor. And we give you the glory. And everybody, everywhere, gives a big old shout of amen. 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 Awesome. 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 Well, listen, it is so absolutely wonderful to see you all here today. If you're in person, that means that you did it. You decided to go out in Sussex County in the snow. And everybody online is like, you guys are crazy. I've got to go buy bread and milk. I know. It's okay. Because uh, Delaware people, we, uh, we don't tend to do very well uh, in snow. So I'm gonna, we're going to pray uh, for some safety and protection around everyone as we go through the next couple of days. Have uh, some potential to be a little bit nasty. And, uh, but it's, it's going to be good. I was going to say, I know some people, you've been clamoring. You've been wanting snow for a while. I don't. I shoveled enough snow, Pastor Kim, for me to not have to ever see snow ever again. I mean, it's cool for other people to get snow. I just don't have to have any in my life. So uh, for this is for all of you, though, that have been praying, and uh, I think you're going to get a little bit of snow here over the next couple of days. But uh, listen, if this is your first time, if you're joining us here in person for the first time, thanks so much for being with us. And you're going to see that in front of you, 
Uh, there's a connection card in the pocket in the seat in front of you. We'd love if you fill that out at some point today, and you can put it in one of the offering receptacles. If you're watching us online at your very first time, uh, just be sure to click the uh, first time uh, link at the top of the video there and fill that out. We'd love to be able to connect with you, pray with you, and resource you and your family on your faith walk. And uh, also, don't forget, uh, we have the check-in challenge uh, that is this month is going to be Sussex County Code Purple. So every time that you check in on Facebook uh, or Instagram this month, which this is the last Sunday of the month, so this is it, uh, you're going to make a difference in Code Purple Sussex County. And if you don't know what Code Purple does, they are an incredible organization to help make sure that uh, homeless people in Sussex County, right here in our own backyard, we have uh, a shelter in Georgetown as part of the Code Pur Purple program, but they are making sure that they have somewhere to stay on these cold nights. And uh, so we are excited to be able to partner with them. And also, just as a highlight for you, and even this is for you uh, folks watching online as well, uh, we had a small group this week, and it was kind of cool. We were kind of going around just our first time getting together an introduction uh, to one another. And uh, half the people in the room, it was kind of funny, half the people in the room actually found Discover Church because of people checking in. So you don't know, uh, but your check-in challenge uh, is going to make the difference in somebody's life and help uh, them be able to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's all the more reason uh, to, to make sure we do that. Uh, also, don't forget, we, we've kicked off small groups. Small groups happened this past week and the week before. They've been awesome. Uh, listen, we have so many groups uh, for you to get signed in, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that throughout the day. Uh, it's a really awesome time. We need that community in our lives. And anybody know what next week is? Next week is the 7th, and it is... Super Bowl, there you go. I, was gonna, I know you never thought another Super Bowl would come around, but one has finally gotten here after, uh, after 2020. And next week is Team Jersey Sunday, and so I encourage you, uh, even if, I mean, Eagles fans are okay. We'll let you in, you know what I mean, next week if you are an Eagles journey. I, I know Emily's, Emily's sitting there like, what, why are you going to pick on the Eagles? You're supposed to pick on the Redskins people, uh, you know, so it's okay. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll let everybody, and listen, if you don't have a football jersey, uh, that's okay. Any sports jersey, if you got a favorite college team, or even if you uh, want to be near and dear to me, you can wear a, a wonderful Baltimore Orioles jersey and be near and dear to my heart. And I am also really excited because next week we are kicking off a brand new series we're calling Relationship Goals. And Relationship Goals is going to be uh, about our relationships as husband and wife, but also relationships with other people that we have. Uh, we all have relationship goals, and I'm super excited. And as part of this series, we're going to do something we've never done before. I'm really excited about this. Uh, we are going to have the opportunity, uh, starting next week, every Sunday in the month of February, for you to enter to win a one-night stay to the beautiful wonderful Dewey Beach. Everybody wants to go to Dewey Beach. You're going to get a one-night stay to Dewey Beach and dinner on us at the church as part of our relationship goal series, but it gets even better because not only do you have a chance to win yourself for you and your husband or your wife, uh, but you are also going to have the opportunity to nominate another couple that you think, you know what, they need a little bit of alone time. Maybe they got a lot of kids running around constantly. Maybe it's like Tracy and Frank, and they just, just you got, your kids are always around you. So sometimes mom and dad, they just need, they just need time away, don't you? You know what I mean? Like you just need a little bit of peace. So we're given a, a little bit of peace with a one-night stay. You're going to have the opportunity to enter that for next, uh, next, starting next Sunday for the entire month of February. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but today we are uh, going to kind of wrap up our uh, series here on revival. And just because we're wrapping up our series on revival does not mean that, in fact, revival has to start because we know that revival 
It has to start in your heart. It has to start in my heart. And, uh, and so for us, you know, we're gonna, you're going to see this theme uh, kind of play out throughout the entire year because, listen, we, we want to see a new stirring, a strengthening in your heart, in your soul, in your family. Uh, and we're, we're, we're working on things this year that are going to help do that. Uh, so it's going to be awesome. But here, I need a little bit of audience participation. If you're online, uh, help me out here. Uh, I want to ask you a question, and, and I actually need a little bit of response here, okay? So give me a response back to this. When I ask you, what are some, or maybe one, what's one of your favorite hobbies? Has anybody got a favorite hobby? Call it out. Who's got a favorite hobby? Nobody. Nobody has any hobbies in the whole room. What is it? Volleyball's a hobby? Huh? Golf. Yes, golf. Some of us like golf. What? Kayaking. What else? Fishing. Fishing. Cooking. That goes along with my other hobby, eating. Yes. Quilting, okay, yeah, awesome. If you're online, be sharing uh, some of your hobbies with us. We'd love uh, to be able to connect with you with that. Uh, I've got a couple hobbies. One of my favorite hobbies uh, is travel, and the other one is baseball, and uh, that comes together for our family in a wonderful way. We have spent the last of several years now uh, traveling uh, during the summer when the or the Baltimore Orioles w- win or lose, God love them. We're we're gonna we're J- our Jones family. We're Baltimore Orioles fans, and so we travel uh, through the summer to normally to a couple stadiums when they go away. And there's 30 baseball stadiums in the MLB, and we have been so far, I believe, to 24. Uh, 24 is our current count. We're getting close. They're getting harder, as you can imagine, as they start uh, getting that way. And uh, one of the things, though, what I love is when these hobbies come together, some other amazing things happen. Like, okay, here is an amazing story that I'll just give you a little bit into. You're probably going to hear more about this uh, in the Relationship Goals series uh, when me and Amy get a chance to share a little bit out of that. But uh, part of my hobbies of traveling in baseball took us to Washington State. It's a beautiful place. If you haven't been there, we went to uh, uh, travel all around. We got to go to Mount St. Helens, which is where my wife uh, decided uh, to try to become friends with a chipmunk, and it bit her, and it was awesome, you know, because it was hysterical. How often do you get to watch your spouse get bit by a chipmunk? I have no clue whether it was Alvin, Theodore, uh, whether it was Chip and Dale. I don't know which one it was, but he bit her. It was funny. Uh, and uh, one of the coolest trips, though, one of the coolest trips that we had ever uh, that we had ever been on uh, was we were in Southern California, and uh, I got to see uh, me and uh, the family. My family sometimes, they have to put up with me on some stuff. Tom, you know that. Like, sometimes you just got to make your kids go, you know what I mean, whether they want to or not. Well, uh, we went to the USS Midway in San Diego, which is an aircraft carrier, which is amazing. If you've never had the opportunity to go on an aircraft carrier, this is some of the pictures we took. Uh, the pictures really, though, don't give it anything grand scale because this thing is massive. It is incredibly huge. There's my kids. They were a little bit younger uh, when we were there. But this thing is massive. It's huge. And this is awesome because I am a huge plane fan. I love planes. And so not only did we get to go uh, to uh, the USS Midway while here, but we also got to see the space shuttle uh, Endeavor, which I'm also a huge uh, fan. This thing is it's awesome. You could walk underneath of it, and that's just, I was in glory that day. Like, that was just the coolest thing in the whole world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this thing has been to space multiple times, and it's here right now. It's awesome. So, 
uh, I love planes. I, I don't know if, if you love planes. My wife, she likes the convenience of planes as far as getting her from point A to point B, but she's not really so much a big fan of being in them necessarily. Uh, I don't know if you have a spouse that's like this, but uh, every time we take off and we land, I, you get that real s- tight squeeze, you know what I mean? It, it, but to me, I'm like, do it again. Let's just circle around, land, and take off again. I love it. I love the, the rush. I love the feel. The, the whole plane's shaking. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, the whole thing about it, it's amazing. It amazes me how something that is so massive, right, that just when you look at it, and it looks so weird, right, it just is a weird-looking contraption that we could put a whole bunch of people or a whole bunch of stuff on one of these things and get it off the ground and get it somewhere. It's amazing to me. I, I love it. And uh, today... I, I'm not going to uh, tell you uh, that I am the uh, expert on all things planes, but I, I do have something. Tom, could you do me something? Could you bring me uh, one, of the, one of the things right there on the front seat? I, I was going to bring this up, but uh, my hands were full, and it just, yep, one of just one of those would be awesome. And uh, this is, listen, if, if one thing about talking about planes has given me the opportunity to do, it gave me the opportunity uh, to buy a styrofoam plane because... How many of you had styrofoam planes like this when you were kids? Anybody? Anybody have one? Now, this is a much, much smaller version of the one I had when I was a kid. The one I had was like four foot wide. I mean, it was massive. You know what I mean? And Lord knows that it was only going to fly about three times before it clips something and breaks a wing. And then you're trying to figure out how to, to glue. But, but, you know, it's an amazing thing, isn't it, that we have these planes that look so simple and so kind of crazy. If, you, if you've ever looked when you are sitting in a plane... There's not that much to keep you inside from outside, right? The inside and outside, th- there's only a couple inches there. I mean, it's not much. Like, it, you know, it yeah, sucked right out. You've seen those movies, Frank, where they just suck you right out of the plane. But, uh, but thankfully, we've not had that happen yet. You know, that's not, that's not been anything I've lived through. Now, here's the one thing I will tell you, because I know somebody's going to ask me about my thoughts on planes. And here is the simple fact. Uh, no, I am not a fan of skydiving because if God gave you a perfectly good plane, why do you need to jump out of it, okay? So that's my thoughts on skydiving. My wife really, really uh, wants to skydive one day, and she is more than welcome to do that. I will give her a hug and a kiss when she lands. But, uh, but uh, for me, uh, I'd, I'd rather be in the planes. But they have a few things that happen in planes, right? I- in order for a few things for a, for have to happen, in order for a plane to get off the ground, to actually get up. And so th- we're going to give you a little bit of a video tutorial here while I kind of explain this uh, that I found. God bless YouTube because YouTube has everything. You're going to see on the wings here that you have to have what's known as lift, okay? You have to have lift in order to get off the ground, and you have to have thrust. Of course, thrust is the force that is by the propeller or the engine or whatever, you know, but you have to have thrust, you have to have lift, and then, of course, when you get up off the ground, then what you have to realize is we have the experience of gravity or drag that is pulling it, and it wants to pull the plane down. So you're, it's fighting up. It, you've got gravity and things that are pushing and pulling you down. And so there's a lot of things that are happening here, and I know I very overly simplified this, but the fact of the matter today is I want to tell you that when we talk about revival, we have to realize that in your life, guess what? Thrust is there. Thrust is the Holy Spirit. Thrust is the power to get you through the day, the week, the moment, your life, right? That is thrust. The Holy Spirit is there. In fact, Jesus, when he left, he said, guess what? I am not just leaving, going to heaven and leaving you guys abandoned, but guess what? I am going to send someone. The Father is going to send someone here 
who's going to comfort you. He's going to be with you every step of the way. And that is where we find the Holy Spirit. But how many of you know that you can have thrust, a plane can have thrust and still never leave the runway if it doesn't have lift. In fact, it's just what to do. It runs out of runway, right? It just kind of just keeps going on the ground and it, you turn a plane which is meant for something amazing, right? It's meant to soar high up in the air. But basically, if you don't have lift and you only have thrust, you know what you have? You have a big car, right? You have a car and you have something that is not doing what it's intended to do. It's not intended. Your plane is not intended just to sit on the ground and ride. Certainly, you could get from uh, BWI to Orlando if you're going to go to Disney World, right? You could do that. But boy, let me tell you, it's a slow, tri it's a slow trip, isn't it? But you, what you were meant to do is you were meant to find some lift to get up over everything, to get above the distractions, to get above all the noise of the city and the traffic and all, all, the, that, all those things. You were meant to get lift so that you could get to where God wants you to go. And so today we're going to be talking about lift and its kind of relation to uh, revival in your life and in my life and and listen, if you think that you've been through a season or you, maybe you still feel like you're in a season where uh, drag and gravity is just holding you to the ground and you don't have much going for you, then guess what? It, it's okay. I can tell you that, that God is here. We sang about it this morning. He's, uh, he's matchless in every way. And, and so we, we have to realize that you're not the first person to feel like this, what you're going through. We've all go through it. We all have been through and we go through continually. And today we're going to be looking, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of Deuteronomy. In the book of Deuteronomy, we're going to be in chapter 7. So uh, if you uh, turn there in your version app or uh, your old-fashioned paper Bibles, if you have them, we're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 1 is where we're going to start. And we're going to see that Moses, God had spoke to Moses and gave him a little bit of insight and it took Israel to figure this out, but he gave them a little bit of in insight into what was going to happen when they were wandering in the desert, right? And they were supposed to be taking the land. A and when they took the land, though, God said, listen, when you get where I want you to go, there's some instruction that I have to give you in order for you to get there safely, for you to, 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 to be in my will, basically, in order to make sure that the plane is up and it's getting where it's supposed to be. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. Here's what it says in Deuteronomy 7, chapter 1. It says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land, when he gets you on the plane and headed into where you're supposed to be, you're entering uh, the process, and you're going to drive out the other nations that are there. It says the Hittites, uh, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Pezzarites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. And what I love here is what it says, is it says that these are seven nations that are stronger than you. I don't know if you have been in your life where you've got moments where you are coming up against things that are bigger than you, that are stronger than you. There's a commercial every night. Uh, our family, we, are, uh, we, we love watching Jeopardy. Uh, it's not been quite the same since Alec Trebek has, uh, has been off the show, but, it, you know, we still are sticking with it. We love it because it's one uh, show that I can beat my family in, okay? I, I can beat, beat uh, most, mo Elijah's getting pretty good, though, so I, he's, he's coming for me. But in the middle of this, what I love is there's always a commercial 
and uh, the commercial is talking about something about like, you know, somebody's trying to take your money from you. And you know who it is? It's the IRS, right? And, and, and it, I, I always kind of make fun of this thing because I'm like, yeah, because, you know, we all know we weren't supposed to pay our taxes. Who would have thought, you know? But it, how many of you have ever had to deal with the IRS? I've only had one situation in my whole life where we had to deal with the IRS. And, you know, dealing with the IRS feels like you're dealing with this massive thing, right? This massive machine. And it feels like there's no way we can beat it. There's no way we can overcome. Some of you, you feel like that in your life. You get these moments in time where you feel like there's this massive thing. You feel like Goliath is standing in front of you and you can't do it. But how, in order for us, for you and I, for us to see revival, for us to see lift, for us to get this in our life so that the Holy Spirit can help enable us to get us where God wants us to go, here is the very first point of the message. And here is one, if you're taking notes, this is such a good one. This is the note that if you don't get any other notes for the rest of the day, I'll be all right with it, okay? But this is the one because guess what? In order to get lift, sometimes you have to let go of some things. You have to let go of some things. And let me tell you, we do not like in the situations that we live in to let go of things. That's like one of our least favorite things. That's why everybody had the big craze, right, recently about, uh, you know, if it doesn't, I, I can't remember the girl's name, if it doesn't bring you joy, then you throw it out, right? And, and, and everybody was like, clean. why is that amazing? Because guess what, people, we don't like to get rid of stuff. If you don't believe me, go in your attic. You'll find stuff that you've held for months and years that you've that you long forgot were up there. And because we like to hold on to things. But here's what it says in Deuteronomy uh, 7, verse 5. It says, this is what you are to do. The Lord gave instructions. He says that you, when you go into this land, you have to break down altars. You have to, you have to let go of some things. You have to smash sacred stones, cut down the Asherah poles, and burn their idols in the fire. And here's why we have to let go of some things in verse 6. Because you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the people on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. And I know some of you are today like, but Pastor Curtis, this is an Old Testament thing, and I'm not sure in the Old Testament how this qualifies. And here's how the simple point I will say that this qualifies to us. Because God had a son named Jesus Christ, his only son, who chose to come down and give up his life for you and for me so that you could be called a son of and a daughter of God, so that you could be part of God's chosen people. And let me tell you that I have two children that I love dearly, and I can tell you that it would be pretty hard for me to get my children to do anything close to what God sent his son to do for you and for me, just so we could be made right. So the fact of the matter is we have to realize because of the sacrifice that was made for you and made for me, you were treasured possessions now. You are treasured possessions. This thing's you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. We gotta figure that out. We gotta uh, uh, like learn and understand that we are treasured possessions. But in order for us to do that, we have to let go of some things, because listen, COVID has caused all of us, my family included, to turn inward, and to only focus on what keeps us okay and what allows us to survive, and and for us to be in our little bubble. Because really, that, that's what COVID's done, isn't it? It's, it's put us all in little bubbles where we have little to no interaction with, with other people in other bubbles. But the problem is, is we need community. You need small groups. You need to be able to find 
and to be able to break that habit. And, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, and I'm not going to ask you. You can certainly share this online if you want to, but this is, this is just, I, w- I want to drill this home in a real, real, the Sussex County is coming out at me today. I want to drill this home in a real way today. And I want to ask you this. Just do a mental check here with me. How many of you would probably say that, yeah, I, I read my Bible this week, every, every day, okay? Probably a fair amount of us are like, yeah, you know, Pastor Chris, uh, how many of us prayed? Yeah, yeah, you know, Pastor Chris, uh, all right, I prayed, you know what I mean? I, I did that. But if I asked you how many of you have been on Netflix, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, pick a thing, you would probably say, yeah, I've, I've been on those things too. Now, here's where the, the real challenge of letting go of things is figured out, okay? If we, we know we, we, know we want to we be on the plane, we want to make sure that we're up high soaring over things to get where God wants us to be, right? But we know we have to let go of some baggage and we have to let go of some things. So for us to say that, yes, and, and I'm 100% guilty of this, yes, I, I did read my Bible this week, yes, I did pray, but did I do that in a way that correlates my time to prove that that is the important thing versus the other stuff, let me tell you, I fail. I fail a lot. I fail daily, weekly, it feels like. And it feels like one of those things. Because guess what? It takes work to do some of that other stuff, doesn't it? But to sit back into Netflix and chill feels great sometimes. You know what I mean? Because you just get to let go of that stuff, you know? We forget about that. We just kind of get that escape mentality. And the fact of the matter is, is we have to realize that you and I are treasured possessions, and we're going to have to let go of some things to get up to the altitude to where God wants us to be. In verse 7, it says this. It says, the Lord did not set you, or did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. In fact, it says you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you. We have to realize that, guess what? It is not because God has loved us so much. It, it is not because you are something magical. You don't, you're not a unicorn. You don't have a, a horn stuck out of your head. You're not made out of rainbows. But the fact of the matter is, is we get to be called part of the family of God, not because of us, but in spite of us, in spite of who we are, in spite of our failures and, and, and the things where we constantly mess up. You know, we, we humble ourselves. I talked about that today. James 4, 6 says this, that God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. We have to be willing to allow ourselves to be humble before him. We're, we so oftentimes feel like we're in this state of powerlessness, but we, we realize now that guess what? That God is, is in control, and God says, listen, I have a promise to make for, for you, and I, you, you, are, you are a treasured possession for me. The second point is this, and this is going to feel a little bit downer after the first point, right? Because letting go of some things is hard enough, right? But here's the second point is this, is that gaining lift, it's not automatic. It's not automatic because, listen, we're people of, uh, of a, a simple nature, right? We want to know that one plus two equals three, right? We want the simple step. We want to make sure if I do, God, if I read my scripture, if I read a chapter a day, if I pray for five minutes a day, then I'm going to draw closer to you. But we realize that, guess what? It's not just an automatic thing like that. It's going to take a little bit of work because sometimes we want it to be a math formula, but it's not a math formula. 
It's a relationship. And here's what it says in verse 11. It says, therefore, take care to follow uh, the commands and the, the decrees and the laws that I give you. And here's what I want to point out here. It says that if you pay attention, okay, remember that. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, what's it say? Then. Now, some of you are like, Pastor Curtis, you said if and then. Because it says, then the Lord God will keep his covenant with you, uh, of love with you, and that he swore to your ancestors. And it says that he's going to love you and bless you, increase your numbers. He's going to bless the fruit of your womb and the crops of your land. And what we realize is that th the promises that God is talking about here is not just a, a, an automatic thing, but it's what's called an if-then proposition. You know what the if-then proposition is? It's if you're able to do this, then this will happen, right? Because if we're able to do this, he goes on, and in verse 13, he says, he's going to bless the fruit of your womb, the crops of your land, your grain, uh, new wine, and olive oil. Uh, it says, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks in the land. He swore to your ancestors that he would give to you. He says that you're going to be blessed more than other people, and that none of your men or women will be childless, and none of your livestock will be without young. And listen, I know that you're probably sitting here today and be like, okay, there's a whole bunch of scripture about livestock and stuff and, and bearing fruit, and I don't get none of that. Here's a simple thing for us to remember. At this time, if you did not have any of those things, then guess what? You did not have a future. You did not have a future. You were futureless. But in, in, instead, God is saying that, guess what? No, no, I'm saying to you today that I'm going to give you a future. I'm making you a promise right now that you're going to have an inheritance to pass down generation to generation. And so, really quickly, I want to cover four things, and uh, I'm going a little bit long today, okay? So I apologize for that, but I got four things, and this has been burning on my heart. I've been excited for this message. I've been looking forward to Sunday, even without the snow, all week, okay? And here are four things that I want to tell you, if you have not set time to have uh, goals for 2021, Okay, I encourage everybody to have goals. I have goals. My family has goals. We, like, we literally write goals out on paper. Like, we have them printed on a board. Like, we have them. And if you don't have any goals for this year yet, I want to encourage you to start with four areas. And here's four areas that I think that you should focus on to help so God shows you ways to get a little bit of lift, to see that revival in your life. The first one is generosity, to be generous. Listen, your year should be starting out where you're asking the question, Lord, am I being generous enough? You're probably going to feel like you're not. That's okay. Because guess what? You get to work on that. It's a process. It's a process that we get taken through. Generosity. So, so for, for me, I know I have to stay generous. Now, staying generous does not mean that I, I just go out and start throwing money in the air, right? We, we can still be wise and frugal, but we're not stingy. We're not going to be a, a place where we're going to say, well, God, I'm, I'm going to go to church, okay, or God, I'll, I'll be part of a small group, or God, I'll even serve on the go team, but you know what? I'm not going to give. I can't do that. Like, that's too much to me, because guess what? That's not generosity. That's the opposite of that, and if you want God, if you expect God to move on your behalf, then, on your behalf, then guess what? We have to prove that we're going to be generous with what he gives. The second thing is this one, and, and uh, the second one is this is that we have to focus on the next generation. we got to focus on the next generation. I'm focused on it. And I, I actually believe, and the reason I put this up, is because I believe that God is speaking to some people of Discover Church, and he's moving on your heart to say that, guess what? You know, you're, you're going to be willing to help invest in the next generation. Maybe it's babies. Maybe it's toddlers. Maybe 
it is uh, in our K through fifth group, or maybe it's with youth or young adults, but guess what? I believe that there are people here that realize that, guess what? The next generation is really not the next generation because that's misleading. That makes it feel like it's far off in the distance. They're our generation now. They're, they're going to be the leaders soon, very, very soon. You're going to see them up on stage leading worship, and you're going to see them speaking and sharing and sharing the gospel. We have to be serious about that. The third one is this, is freedom. Is freedom because I've told you, uh, from uh, the whole series, that so often we find ourselves carrying bags, it's carrying all this stuff that you and I were never meant to carry, and we, we don't even realize it. You ever sat down, especially as you get older, you sit down and you, you make that noise when you sit down. You ever done that? You ever sit down and be like, Ugh. You know what that means? And some of you say, yeah, it means they're getting old, Pastor Chris. No, no, no. I would guess to say that, that they're there's times when you sit down and you make that noise because you're carrying stuff you're not meant to. When you carry stuff, even spiritual things, when you carry stuff that you're not meant to, you know what it does? It affects the physical body. It will wear you down. We have to realize that we have to let go of some things. Listen, we talked about flattening the COVID curve, and I know we've kind of done that. You can look at the graphs and charts for all that stuff. And we bring stuff down, but the problem is, is we're bringing other stuff up. Depression, anxiety, fear, worry, they're going up, and we need to learn to let those down. And I would encourage you, if you don't have any small group to be a part of, Freedom Group is starting tonight, and you can see Tom and Maureen. If you're online right now, you can check us out and message us, and we will get you in the Freedom Group because we need freedom. The fourth one is this, spiritual warfare and protection. We have to realize in 2021, because some of us, we did not see this, we were so wrapped up in our political things, in our family things, in uh, the disagreements that you had at work, to realize that you are in a spiritual battle. In order for you and I to move forward, to gain lift, to see the revival, we have to realize that there is a, the, uh, that there is a fight that is happening. It is a fight that you and I have to actively participate in, in order, because guess what? The enemy wants to see you tangled up in sin and to distract you. And, and one of the number one things that I've seen out of the past year that has been an, an, an attack from the enemy, and it's in disunity. Man, we have been wanting, uh, do you know how many stories I've heard of family members that at Thanksgiving or Christmas couldn't even have civil conversations because their family is disunified over donkeys and elephants? For real. You have blood sitting at your table and you're worried about somebody in another city or state. But the fact of the matter is, is we are forgotten. It's a spiritual warfare. The enemy wants to come in and to divide you and for us to realize that you, to put you in a little bubble because when you're all by yourself, that is when a lion wants to attack. He doesn't going to attack you when you're in the herd. He's going he's to wait till you're off, out in the distance, out in the grass, so that you can be easily picked off. We have to realize that. We have to also recognize that the last part here for us today is that in order for us to gain lift, we're, it's going to require something. It's going to require greater purity. It's going to require greater purity in your life and in my life. Here's what it says in chapter 7, towards the end, verse 25. It says, the images of their gods 
you're to burn them in fire. And it says that you're not to covet the silver and the gold on them. You're not to take it it for yourself or you're going to be ensnared by it. He says, for it's detestable to the Lord your God. Do not bring a detestable thing into your house like it. You will be set apart for destruction. But you're to regard it as vile, utterly detested, for it is set apart. And you're saying, Pastor Chris, I'm not sure I'm getting what you're going here. So we have to realize when Israel was coming into a territory, they were to, to, to break down all the altars from all the other gods. But how many of you know that, that people like to decorate with fancy stuff? There's gold and there's silver. There's expensive things. And you know the thing about expensive things? Expensive things buy things, don't they? Like, like if you have, if you got a whole bunch, if somebody mailed you a block of gold, you're going to be like, man, I can go out and buy that car I always wanted. You know what I mean? Let's p- put a down payment on a new house or something like that. It allows you, and in this society that they lived in, if you couldn't grow it, guess what you had to do? You had to trade for it. You had to swap stuff for it. And how many of you know, if, if you got some gold coin, you're gonna, it's going to buy you some sheep or some cattle. It's going to allow it to, you to increase your flock and to feel like you've done something. I think what God is trying to say to us is that not only do we have to be aware that there's a spiritual battle, but you're all, I think we're going to be tempted. We're going to be tested this year about our purity. There's going to be opportunities where you're either going to have to find a way to lovingly say the truth, or you're just going to decide to tell the white lie. There's going to be times this year where you're going to have to figure out when you're at work, do I do the honorable thing, even though this might upset a few people, or do I just let it go? Do I just let this thing roll? And it's, a, it's a, going to be a test of purity because guess what? I really believe that as we're moving forward, if the worship team wants to come up for me, I believe moving forward, if, if you and I, if you and I want to have influence, if you and I want to lead, I think the church that leads is going to be the church, the people that exhibit purity like never before. Today, I, I want to remind you something. <coughs> this is something, <coughs> excuse me, this is something that I heard this past week, and it, and it ties in here, and it was so good, where a, a pastor says, you know, you know the problem with most Christians? He says, we, we try too much. And I was like, what do you mean try too much? He's like, we have to realize we're trying out of our own desire. We're trying for something. We're trying to make it so that we can we can will ourselves into things. But we got to realize that you don't need to try because you're in training. You ever been in training for something? Right now we are training uh, my oldest, who's going to be turning 16 in just a little bit. So we've been training him a little bit in, in, in how, to, how to drive, how to get around effectively. And you know what we found is that uh, obviously he's going to make mistakes and he's going to do little issues. But but when you, when you just try something, it's easy to become frustrated when you're out of your own element. But when you're in training, you know what you have? You have somebody standing there going, no, 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 don't worry about it. It's okay. It's okay. You, you messed up. But guess what? It's all right. We're going to, l- listen, do this the next time. We have to realize today that you don't have to try. We are in training. We are allowed for you and I. Mess ups, are, they're going to happen. They're going to come. But our goal is how much lift can we get? The Holy Spirit is thrusting us forward. How much lift can we get? And if you would, would you stand with me as we get ready to close this morning?
We're going to transition because I am super excited. We have uh, a couple folks that are going to be baptized in water today. But before we get to that, I want to ask you this question. When we talk about having greater purity, when we talk about being generous, when we talk about freedom, humility, laying those things down before God, these are things that it's going to take to get us up, get us heading in the direction that God wants us to go. I want you to do a little bit of a self-check today. If you're online, I want to ask you to do a little bit of self-check in your heart. Have you set your goals for 2021? Have you figured out how you're going to honor and love other people more than yourself? Have you figured out how you're going to be generous? If I asked you the question of your generosity, would we be able to say that you're going to be more generous in 2021 than you were in 2020? Have we realized that we're set apart? We're not going to be in this world like everybody else is. That there's going to be some things that we have to let go. And I just want to ask you, if you would, would you close your eyes? I, I, I just want to ask if there's anyone here in this place, if there's anyone online, I believe that the Lord is speaking to you right now, that he's moving on your life, and that he's going to reveal some things that he's going to reveal some areas in your life. And Lord, I'm constantly asking, God, is there something? Reveal some things in my life, Lord God. Reveal ways that I can find more revival, that I can get this lift, Father God. I've been convicted of that. I've realized that I've got to do a better job studying. That's, That's what happened. That's one of the things God is speaking to me about this year. I'm a couple weeks in. I'm, I'm not perfect. I've messed up a little bit, but I'm doing better. Where are you at this morning? Holy Spirit, Father God, I just ask right now that you move in this place, Lord, that you speak to your people. And that, Lord, if there are people here, Father God, that need to let go of some things, start revealing. Give them images in their head, Father God. Start showing up in mighty ways, Father God, right now. Be able to speak, Father God. Lord God, we know that we want to draw close to you and we want to get on the plane and we want to get to the destination. But Lord, allow us, Father God, to realize that there's a few things we're going to have to let go of. Lord God, that that it's not just a process of a step. It's not just a, you know, if we do this and we this, that, that auto, it's an automatic thing. But Lord, allow us to realize that this is a relationship. And just like we have one with our spouse, Father God, just like we have one uh, with our siblings, just like we have our relationships with our parents, Father God, allow us, Father God, to realize that the relationship that we have from you has to be cultivated, Father God, that we have to realize that we sometimes we have to find new ways to speak and communicate to you, Father God. We have to find new ways to to learn to love on you and to call out to you, Father God, because sometimes, Father God, the old ways are not going to work. Lord, today we proclaim, Lord God, that you are the Lord of our lives. Would you just declare that that today? If you could, raise your hand if you believe that. If you're believing right now that he is the Lord over your life. Just, Father God, we turn it all over to you, Father. Lord, we just thank you. We know that you're working in this place.